Welcome and thank you for joining us for the NABIP Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The podcast is distributed on these platforms every Friday and is included in NABIP's weekly member-exclusive health policy newsletter, The Washington Update, giving you a head start on your healthcare happy hour. Since its passage well over a decade ago, the Affordable Care Act has fundamentally transformed health insurance and employee benefits. And every year, there seems to be more regulation and legislation building on the landmark law. In order to best serve your clients, you need to be up to date on all things ACA and beyond. On this week's episode of the Healthcare Happy Hour, I am joined by Paul Roberts, Senior Director of Education and Market Development at Word and Brown and instructor of one of NABIP's best professional development courses, ACA and Beyond, A Modern Look at Employee Benefits. So, hey Paul, for those who don't know you, would you mind letting listeners know a bit about yourself? What's your day job when you're not teaching NABIP members? Hey Dan, uh, and hello to our NABIP Healthcare Happy Hour listeners. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast to discuss our ACA and Beyond certification. A little bit about me. My name, of course, is is Paul Roberts. I am a health insurance compliance nerd and an educator. And I'm also a super fan of our industry and of our association. And as you mentioned, Dan, I work for the Word and Brown General Agency. That is a leading GA in California and in Nevada. And I specialize in group health insurance benefits. My backbone is in fully insured group business But I specialize in all of it, of course, fully insured, but also self-funded, medical, ancillary, and the like. And as you mentioned, I am a senior director of education and market development in my role at Word and Brown. And I always like to say emphasis on the market development with my title. I am passionate about developing the skills of agents and insurance professionals throughout the market so that we can improve the entire experience for the professionals that work in our industry, as well as for the consumers who consume actual healthcare. In my day job, I work mostly with health insurance brokers, insurance specialists, and employers in California and in Nevada. But my company, Word & Brown, partners with national agencies whose staff members are located in various locations all throughout the United States. So I am on the road a lot all over our country doing a lot of speaking and educating in our industry. I host broker CE classes and employer classes with SHRM and HRCI accreditations for employers and HR professionals on all things employee benefits. And like I mentioned, I'm also a highly active and highly involved person in our association and a super fan of all things NABIP. I'm particularly active this term in my home state chapter of California. I am fascinated by legislation and the legislation that continues to shape our industry throughout its history and in particular today. I've been following it pretty closely since I started working in the industry back in 2006. And so right now I am leading the legislative endeavors of our California State Association, which we call CAHIP. 
California agents and health insurance professionals, formerly known as CAHU. I've also served two consecutive years as Vice President of Professional Development for California's Orange County chapter, and also am active now in my current home chapter of San Diego, which is where I reside. I do a lot of public speaking and educating on all aspects of the health insurance industry, again, to local, state, and national association chapters with NABIP, and also to insurance agencies, insurance brokers, and employers. So this ACA and Beyond course is relatively new. So what inspired you to put this course together? Well, I'm really proud to have put this class together for all of us insurance professionals and members of our NABIP association. And like I mentioned, I started working in our industry in 2006. So that was right before the 2008 Obama campaign and the start of his administration in 2009. I was 21 at the time when I started working into our industry. And, and I remember being overloaded with information when, when I first began work in our health insurance industry. Where I live in California, HMOs are big. And so are PPOs. And I remember when I got my first offer of group benefits for my employer, I had to ask my mom about which plan to elect because I didn't know. And although she had had an employer-sponsored plan for over 30 years, she didn't know either. By the way, you're wondering what she recommended. She recommended a PPO. She said she thinks that's fancier than an HMO. That's what I went with. And um, I didn't use my policy for the first couple of years I had it because I had no idea how to utilize it. And as I was learning about HMOs and PPOs, while also learning about things like co-payments, co-insurance networks, and more, I also overheard rumblings about COBRA law and HIPAA law, ERISA law, and more. And I knew that there were other areas in addition to the group market, like Medicaid, Medicare, all similar to what I was doing, yet different. And it's confusing. And I remember as I was learning how to navigate the industry, I listened to other speakers who are doing similar things to what I'm doing today, educating on those topics as I was finding my, my footing. And I'd listen, but I would often feel like I wasn't following along with what I was hearing. I remember hearing so many presenters and educators jump off immediately into the deep end at the beginning of a presentation and then stay there for the full 60 minutes. And it would lose me entirely. I considered that perspective a lot when I created this certification class with NABIP. And I also remember the initial discussions about the ACA as they were starting to take place when Obama was running for election. I heard the administration talking about wanting to enhance the consumer healthcare experience, enhancing transparency, making things more digestible for the common person. And of course, as I was learning the ACA for the first time, I was a relative newbie into our industry. I remember hearing gripes about the potential forthcoming individual mandate and the employer mandate for offering coverage to full-time employees. And it put me into a really unique position, which helps me to create the class um, that I created today and, and educate on it. I was in a unique position because I was three years into the industry as a newbie, while much of it was on the horizon of broad change by way of the ACA. So I, I learned the industry before it was the ACA, while also becoming immediately aware of the problems that the ACA law was trying to address to make things more digestible and understandable for the common consumer. 
I followed the entire law as it was being written, considered, implemented, and then as regulations followed. And I worked with and observed NABIP and all of its discussions along the way. And during 2021, we of course have had a very long pandemic. I decided to go for my REBC designation. That is the Registered Employee Benefits Consultant designation, which is available through NABIP. And I started working my way through the ACA certification course, which was last written and recorded in 2016. And at this point in time, the ACA had been law for 11 years. It was signed March 23rd, 2010. And like I mentioned, part of the ACA's, or excuse me, part of the REBC designation is a requirement to get educated and pick up certifications on the ACA. And although the previous rendition of this course was only five years old, again, written in 2016, it was 2021 when I was being educated, the content had gotten kind of stale. After all, since the previous iteration was written and recorded, we had experienced two new presidential administrations with the Trump administration and the Biden administration. There had been multiple challenges about the constitutionality of the ACA all the way up to the Supreme Court. We saw the elimination of the Cadillac tax. Thank you very much to Nathan for our efforts on that. And we lived through an entire pandemic, which has made transparency a major item in healthcare today. So with all of that, the time seemed right and relevant to update the course, which is available today. But we didn't want to just update it and change some of the numbers that existed in the previous iteration. We wanted to reshape the course and recreate it for the modern era and our modern decade. Happy 2020s, y'all. We took the spirit of the previous iterations and rebuilt the course into a program, a brand new program of 11 modules, all focused on everything agents and insurance professionals need to know about the law today, 13 years after its inception. And of course, in doing so, we also remove some of the things that have become stale or irrelevant as we are swimming 13 years into the law. So if there are folks out there who are considering this course, but are unsure if it is worth the cost, what are some benefits that you think make this course worth it? Well, Dan, I think that there's a, a bunch of different ways we can all go about and get our education. One of the things I like most about the education that's available to us through NABIP, in particular, this certification program and the other certification programs that are all available under the REVC umbrella, is that these education classes happen on demand in our own time. So there's not a time frame for us to go to complete all of these classes or sit through it in one session. If you prefer to hear 15 minutes a day, you can do so. If you prefer to do one module a day, you will get through the program in 11 days. If you prefer to do one a month, you'll get it taken care of across 11 months. I think one of the best things about this certification program is that it's flexible. And it's flexible for a bunch of different reasons. We have a video presentation and an audio presentation that is a pre-recorded on-demand uh, experience. But you can listen to it and experience it however you prefer. Some people have told me they enjoy listening to these certifications as a programs, certification programs as a podcast. And they listen to it while they are driving because the audio bits are strong. Then they go back and look at the PowerPoint presentation and the accompanying textbook that comes with these materials and the certification class. 
I've heard from many insurance professionals who have already moved through the course. And I'm happy to say that 100% of them have told me they feel much better about their knowledge in our industry and the major federal laws that are at play, of course, especially related to the ACA and to transparency. And then newcomers uh, have also told me that the certification program has been eye-opening to them, but it's also been highly digestible. We love hearing that so much because that was the intent when we created this class. We worked hard to structure the class and the modules so that it's relevant for all and that it builds upon itself. We start talking about the world before the ACA so we can understand what the problems were that the law addressed. Then we look at the law's major requirements. We talk about the ACA drama in the courts, COVID-19, and then modern changes for transparency, which followed with the sunset of the pandemic. But industry veterans, including folks who had taken previous iterations of this certification in the past with NABIT, have told me that the course has been an amazing check-in for them on all things ACA, either confirming that they have the right understanding of the law as they need to be aware of it today, um, while also picking up new thoughts, ideas, and perspectives about the law, and more importantly, how to speak about the law to uh, clients and people who ask them for advice and guidance on it. Like I mentioned, the course has a textbook. Uh, the course comes with a 68-page book, which I wrote personally. I think that guide in particular is especially valuable. Not only does it have the entirety of the certification course documented in a relatively quick and super easy read, it will also help you pass the quizzes and the exams that are required as you move throughout the certification course. And more importantly, that textbook will serve as a gospel, uh, a reference, if you will, for agents and insurance professionals as they advise their group clients and all of their insurance clients on the entirety of the ACA. Could you provide an example of one of the modules included in this course? What sort of detailed education can prospective students expect? Yeah, I'd love to give you a view at just one particular module. But before I do, I, I want to talk about the 11 modules of the entire program so that our listeners can get a better understanding of the intel they will pick up on, of course, the entirety of the ACA and the happenings that have followed since the formation of the Affordable Care Act. Like I said, there are 11 modules, and we've designed these to build on top of each other to make this information digestible and easy to follow. The first module is called Hello ACA. That is where we take a look at the evolution of employee benefits over time, and more importantly, take a magnifying glass and look at the state of the market before the ACA was implemented. We take a look at what legislators were evaluating and considering as they were writing the law, so we understand what it was they were trying to address, and then we can understand later what the law eventually implemented. When we take a look at what the law eventually implemented, we get right into that in modules two and three. We take a look at the ACA's overarching principles. As you can imagine and likely know, there are many overarching principles of the ACA. Chapters two and chapters three are our two modules that go over the basics of the entirety of the ACA. These are the things that people are usually the most anxious to learn about the Affordable Care Act right when they begin to experience education on the topic. Module four is on the ACA's employer mandate. So this is a class that focuses on compliance in the group insurance space for employer-sponsored plans. The entire fourth module talks all about the employer mandate and everything you need to know about that. 
Module five talks about how the ACA is in force. And this is one of my favorite chapters because it gives us intel on what the departments are looking for with regard to ACA compliance. And when we understand what it is they're looking for, we can better guide our clients in complying with these laws so that they do not get hit with unforeseen potential non-compliance penalties. And of course, the Affordable Care Act requires employers and health insurance issuers to make reports to the IRS so that the entirety of the law can be enforced. The sixth module talks about ACA IRS reporting for employers and health plans. Module number seven talks about ACA IRS penalty assessments. In this chapter, we will look at how potential penalties for violations of the ACA employer mandate are assigned and how employers can respond to notices they might receive for potential violations. Module eight talks about other related ACA changes and items that have not been covered thus far into the certification. In this module, we take a look at tax credits. We look at fees like the Corey fees, we talk about former macro taxes that were very relevant that have since gone away because of some of the work and advocacy we do at NABIP, specifically looking at the health insurance hit tax and the Cadillac tax, which has been removed. We also talk about HRAs, QSERAs, Qualified Small Employer HRAs, ICRAs, Individual Coverage HRAs, and Association Health Plans. In module nine, we take a look at the individual market by taking an individual market flyover. Yes, this course is based on employer compliance for group health plans, but it's impossible to talk about ACA without also mentioning all of the individual components, which are covered in module nine. Module 10 is arguably my favorite module because we say there is always drama in the ACA theater, and you will experience that in module 10 because the ACA has been through it in the eyes of the court, in particular with the Supreme Court and other challenges with varying administrations that have followed since the law was created. And then finally, the 11th module takes a look at beyond the ACA. Uh, the 10th module ends with a look at what happened during the COVID-19 pandemic. And then module 11 talks about the items that followed, in particular efforts for transparency, no surprises and moving forward as an industry. And Dan, I heard you uh, mention you wanted to cover or discuss some of these specific things that are covered in a module. And I'd like to go over some of the things that are in that second and third module, which take an overarching look at the entire ACA as a whole. Some of the things you'll learn about in modules two and three is an overview of shared responsibility, what that means for us as individuals, for employers, and for the government. You'll learn about the government's role in the ACA related to health insurance exchanges and marketplaces, the goals of what they were doing there, and the premium tax credits that are available to individual consumers. You'll learn about the individual shared responsibility, the individual mandates, minimum essential coverage principles, and more. You'll learn about the employer mandate, what applicable large employers are, minimum value, uh, affordability, and more for employers. You'll learn about market size. Most small group markets are set at one to 50, but some states are a little extra, like the state I live in in California, and its small group market is at one to 100. That is because some of the allowances within the ACA. You'll learn about that there. We'll talk about affordability variances. Ironically, affordability is largely the greatest challenge within the Affordable Care Act. 
We'll talk about affordability for individual consumers, affordability for employers when establishing affordability for their employees, and also affordability for Medicaid. We'll talk about grandfathered and grandmothered plans. We also take a look at the major ACA concepts, things like guarantee issue, prohibitions of discriminations on pre-existing conditions, the ACA special open enrollment window, out-of-pocket maximum limits, the preventive care, patient bill of rights, dependent coverage for children all the way through age 26, summaries of benefits and coverages, SBCs, and their corresponding uniform glossaries. We highlight medical loss ratios, MLRs, and MLR rebates, where small group plans are required to spend 80% of every premium dollar on actual health care. Large group plans are required to, to pay 85% of every premium dollar on actual health care. And if they don't hit those tar targets or if they exceed those targets, they need to rebate those funds to the people that pay them. We'll talk about that in the class as well. We, we highlight essential health benefits, the ACA rating structure and adjusted community rating. We talk about network adequacy. We take a relatively uh, light dive into health insurance exchanges, their different operational types, how they are facilitated. We talk about the goals of the exchanges and its core functions. We talk about the SHOP program, the Small Business Health Options Program, which is a marketplace for employers. We also talk about the Small Business Healthcare Tax Credit, which is available to some employers who obtain coverage from a shop exchange. We talk about ACA taxes, and then finally wrap it all up with ACA exotics, things like a self-tanning tax, healthcare workforce incentives to incentivize more healthcare workers in our healthcare industry, assistance for nursing mothers, and things like calorie counts on menus for restaurants, and also vending machines with proper nutrition labeling. All of these things are mandated by the ACA and are covered in just two of our 11 modules within this new certification class. I didn't even know that was part of the ACA. No, that's why I like calling it ACA exotics, because people don't realize that. And it's interesting when we learn where these mandates and requirements come from, and also can understand, again, what legislators were considering when they were writing these laws to begin with. It's fascinating. That all sounds really incredible. So once students complete the course, what do they receive? Well, this course is approved for 15 hours of CE credits in virtually all states, though every state department of insurance is different, and some have assigned the course slightly fewer hours of CE, but again, most states have been given 15 hours of CE credit for your successful completion of this certification course which means you can likely take care of at least half of your biannual CE requirements just by taking this one certification course. And the CE credits are posted very quickly after completion of the course. Major thanks, gratitude, and kudos to our NAVIP education team for facilitating those CE filings for us. When you complete the course, you will also get a certification to demonstrate your achievement and your new knowledge in the Affordable Care Act and the laws that followed. You'll also get some cool graphics to add to your email signature to flex your skills and your communications with your clients and the public if you choose to do so. And like I mentioned earlier, Dan, this course is also the core capstone class of the REBC designation, again, Registered Employee Benefits Consultant. There are four core classes that are required for students who desire to get that REBC designation. 
This ACA and Beyond class is one of those four classes. The other three is ethics in business, group benefits, and advanced topics in group benefits. So the nice thing about taking the certification course is that you will have already knocked out one of the four major requirements for certification under our REBC umbrella. The REBC also requires three different electives. And what I like so much about the REBC is that you get to choose your own adventure and pick the courses that are most relevant toward the role you are doing in the health insurance industry. We have classes on single payer, voluntary benefits, individual benefits, account-based plans, self-funded benefits, account management, advanced account management, advanced self-funded benefits, the pharmaceutical facts and policy, and more. So there are many things you can choose to enhance your education that go alongside this ACA certification course if you desire to be in pursuit of your coveted REBC designation. When you do get your REBC designation, you will have to keep up on your education in order to keep that designation current. But thankfully, it's really easy to do. If you follow along and read NABIF's uh, America's Benefits Specialist publication, which is our magazine that comes out about once a month, and then take a monthly quiz following the publication's print to demonstrate your understanding and digestion of the material. Honestly, it's a really fun way to keep your knowledge fresh and to stay engaged with our association. Hats off, by the way, to Martin Carr, who is NABIP's executive producer on the outstanding America's Benefit Specialist publication. The great thing about this class too, Dan, again, it is on demand, and you have a full 12 months to complete the class. So again, choose your own adventure, take it at your leisure, let the information hit and land when it is most relevant and timely for you to do so in your pursuit of your education. This class is great for so many different reasons. So all of this being said, where can folks find more information and sign up for the course? Well, that's a great question. Uh, of course, all of this information for the certification is available on our NABIP website, nabip.org. And Dan, I could sit here and spell out a really long URL to share with all of our listeners, but I don't want our listeners to have to scramble and write all that down. Frankly and candidly, the quickest and easiest way to find information on the certification course is to go right to Google or your favorite search engine and type in NABIP and REBC or NABIP ACA certification. And I assure you, the top response will point you directly to the page on our NABIP website with more information about the certification course. Now, the certification course is $595 for members and $775 for non-members, normally. But the great thing to know for all of you listeners who have made it all the way through the end of this podcast, thank you so much for doing so, we have a Q4 gift for you. That is a 20% discount code. That discount code is HHH20, HHH20. That is Healthcare Happy Hour 20 because you're getting 20% off. Again, the code HHH20. And don't wait to jump on this opportunity because this code HHH20 expires Friday, October 13th. That will drop the membership price down from $595 to $476 and the non-member price down from $775 to $620. 
Like we mentioned, there are 11 modules within the certification and the course will take you some time to get through. There is a brief quiz at the end of each module and there is a final exam. But I promise you will have no problem passing any of those exams and you'll be able to pick up your certification by following along with the details included in the class instruction. I personally verified that all answers to all test questions and quiz questions are both explicitly listed in the textbook and in the slides. We made sure that all of the questions are relevant. You will not be quizzed on random facts you could quickly Google. For example, we will not ask you about the names of the four scientific and medical bodies who prescribe the list of preventive healthcare benefits to be covered at zero cost under the ACA for ACA compliant plans. You'll learn about that in the course, but you're not expected to memorize that because you probably won't be asked about it. And if you are, that is a quick thing that you can Google to get the information. What you will be quizzed on, though, is stuff that your clients expect you to know, and you will ultimately be able to flex your skills as an employee benefits and ACA master through this certification course and our EVC designation. Lastly, I highly recommend considering having a conversation with your boss or your employer to see if your boss or employer will sponsor you for moving through the certification course, picking up your 15 hours of CE or close to it, depending on the state that you live, and more importantly, becoming more informed and more knowledgeable about health insurance compliance for employers in our modern era, of course, particularly focusing on ACA and everything that followed. It is now time for the NABIP Healthcare Happy Hour Toast of the Week. So, Paul, who are we toasting to this week? Well, here is to many hopeful new enrollments in our ACA and Beyond certification and our forthcoming health insurance superstars. And an extra cheers to the people who have already finished and completed this certification course who are now ACA masters. Hope you all have fun with the course. Cheers! Thank you for joining us for NAPIP's Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals. For more information on NAPIP's government affairs efforts or to become a member, visit NAPIP.org.